The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing? If you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. for you like normal. What kind of things do you talk with your friends about? Yeah. Clothes. Nice. What's the latest in fashion? Don't know? Well, I'm a pastor. I don't know either. So. Yes. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Ooh. I do know a lot about Spider-Man. What else? Oh, yeah, how'd the day go? Yeah, just kind of things that have been happening. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the movies. Excellent. What else? Video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a question for you Do you ever talk about God or Jesus or your faith? No, because it's at school, so you can't really. It feels, yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? What else? Do you ever talk about God or your movies or faith? Yeah. The conversation gets weird sometimes. What? Sometimes you do because God gave you those 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk about the blessings of God. We can talk about love and we can talk about friends and we can talk about having what we need. Yeah. I saw your hand. You forgot? Yeah. All right. If it comes back to you. See, some of us do talk about God. In today's scripture story, we have John the Baptist again. And he does something in particular. He does something where we write, he testifies to the light. Now, sometimes we talk about testimony or testifying, and it's a big experience where someone stands up and talks for a long time about what they experience God and how they've experienced God in their life. But I think testimony is also simply sharing what you know about God in a moment. It's okay to talk about God. Nope, it's okay to talk about God. I think it's important that we know that. Because God is a part of us. God is a part of our lives. God is our whole life. And so, if you're talking about what you believe... Make sure that God's a part of that. If you're talking about what you think, make sure you're being honest about where that comes from. Now, you don't have to force, you don't have to force everyone else around you to believe the same thing. Just be honest about who you are. After all, if I asked you if you thought my shoes looked weird, you would be honest with me, right? And if I asked you what the best video game to buy nowadays was, you'd be honest with me. So if I ask you, why are you so nice to the people around you? And why are you acting the way that you're acting? I want you to be honest with me. I want you to tell me what God tells you to do and what it's like to try to do that. Be honest and truthful about who God is in your life. Testify the light. Does that make sense? Okay. Sometimes I like to check in. That's good. Should we pray? Yeah. Good. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for so many stories that we get to share with friends and family and even strangers. And in the midst of this Thanksgiving, we ask that you might make us confident and sure That while we explore who you are in this life, it's okay to do our best, even knowing that we might not have the best words, to do our best to talk about who you are, how we come to believe in you, and what we believe about you. Give the same confidence to all your people that we might testify to who you are in our everyday lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Jesus. Amen.
while we will still have our fourth Sunday of Advent, our Christmas Eve service on Monday, this is the last experience that we'll have with the images, with the paintings that have been journeying with us over the first three Sundays of Advent. We began in looking at what these confirmation students, students from our congregation and from other congregations in the area, drew when asked to draw, paint, create, where they see God in the world. And in the midst of these paintings, of these inspirations, we've dwelled in the text. The first one, for this generation will not pass away, proclaims Jesus. Heaven and earth will pass away, and Christ's word will not pass away. He said this at, towards the end of his ministry in the Gospel of Mark. And in this, we realize that God will keep God's people, and God will keep God's promises. But the things that matter to us the most, heaven and earth and all therein, will be changed and bend towards those whom God cares for, the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the sick, and imprisoned. On the second Sunday of Advent, we once again dwelled with these, and we heard from the beginning of Mark's Gospel the call of John the Baptist. And in this call, we heard a global and a personal call to understand where God is moving in the world and then to participate and once again, we identified that sometimes this call is for the whole world and sometimes this call is for us. But even as God is already active, God uses us and calls us to be a part of that activity, a part of that change. There is a place and a calling for us in the midst of this Advent message. Today, we see again John, again baptizing, again people coming out to him. But John places the activity, the Gospel of John places inside John the Baptist the activity in a very specific phrase that we hear and is sometimes foreign and sometimes common, that John testifies to the light. That God gives a voice in the wilderness to the light that is already dwelling among us. These paintings will go in the weeks ahead. We won't see them anymore. And I've been asking you to either paint in your head or even in real life where you see God in everyday life. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't plan on carrying a canvas around with me that I create every week for where I see God dwelling in everyday life. It might be a fun experience for a few moments, but probably not something I'm going to do. So, in the calling is also the question, how do you, how do I, how do we testify? What's that like in everyday life? Some of us have heard powerful testimony before. Powerful moments where someone stands up and tells us either a life story or a moment story about how God is active and participating in their life. The transformational, the healing, the reconciling power of God for God's people. 
And if you have a story like that, tell it and share it and keep telling it and keep sharing it. If also you find yourself not with a power transformational here is the exact moment story, but instead a series of moments where you've come to understand a little bit more about God, we need to find a way of sharing those too. God has given you the exact story you need. We rely on the stories of our scripture to tell us about God, but we rely on one another to tell us the stories that we don't already hold. And the stories that I tell you, I pray are good for you. And I want you to know that the stories you tell me and one another, I have found them to be good and life-giving, and they testify to the light very, very well. I want you to know that your stories of who God is are a gift of God for the people of God. Testify to where you see the light in this world. We have an echo of that in our baptismal liturgy, don't we? How many of you have received a candle or still have the candle for when you were baptized? Adam was recently baptized and he's holding up his hand. Yay! I have it too. And I know I've told you this before, but my mom would take it out every June 26 and sing Happy Baptismal Day to you as she made a cake for each me and my twin brother. So not only is there two cakes in the house, but there's also a remembrance of our baptismal moment and a remembrance specifically that the light that we light from this candle, the light that Christ gives us is not diminished as it is shared. Instead, it is intensified. It is not just a good idea that you share your testimonies to where you see the light in this world from moment to moment and throughout your life. It is, in fact, good and right ministry. It's how we come to know God. And we need your story. John wasn't a long-winded speaker. We don't have sermon after sermon from John the Baptist. We don't have letter after letter from John the Baptist. We have him in the beginning of a couple of Gospels and maybe a couple more stories throughout. You don't have to have story after story, meaningful moment after meaningful moment. You simply have to say when you see God and share it. You don't even have to understand what it is or what it means. John didn't. Later on, he'd send disciples to Jesus saying, are you the one? John couldn't pick Jesus. John couldn't pick the Christ out of a crowd. But the ministry was sharing the story as he knew it. Your story is a gift from God. The light is already in this world. We are called to multiply it. Thank you for your stories. 
And God be with us in this Advent and Christmas season as the light is multiplied. Now I know this is typically where I end the sermon. But I've got two bits of homework for you. Andy already knows the homework, so he's smiling. One, I want you to practice this. By talking with someone whom you love deeply about your faith, about where you see God in everyday life, at least at the moment. Now, sometimes that's even more difficult than talking to a stranger. But I want you to practice, and I want you to ask this person whom you love deeply to just hang in the conversation. Just listen and have a conversation about this. Just practice this a little bit because it's important. Have a conversation with someone you love deeply about where you see God in everyday life. That's one. Two, in your everyday life, when you need to give an explanation for how you're acting and it's directly related to your faith, I want you to say it. If you need to have a conversation about why you're volunteering, I want you to say how it's directly related to your faith. It doesn't need to be a whole essay. Just say, well, I believe because of my Christian faith, this is what I should be doing. Something as simple as that. When someone asks you about your regular worship, say where you worship and why. When someone asks you about your faith, answer it. When someone asks you about what you believe, claim it. Look for the opportunities to testify to exactly why you're acting and testify. Now this isn't the whole of Christian witness. This isn't the whole of everything we do. But it is a good bedrock foundation of practice to talk with those whom we love and to practice just moments of public witness for why we are acting and letting our actions speak for themselves. And these two, multiply the light and know the light is already there and already shining and will not be diminished. Thanks be to God for this light. Amen.